0: Hey, Laura. How's it going? Hey, Carrie. I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. It's been a busy few weeks. We've been gone for a hot minute. But as always, guys, we want to talk to you about this amazing little drink. Is it in the camera? It is. Magic Mind. Magic Mind. And Laura, I know that it benefits you a lot because... You're busy you got work and then Zane has like 900 extracurricular activities so how does it help you keep track of all that and keep
1: on top of all that um well I mean it helps me with clarity and just uh, being focused yeah which is really helpful when you know I'm going straight from work to rugby to cupboards to whatever it is. So um, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So every night of the week, you know, I have a long day and it's good to keep me on task so I can get through it all.
0: Yeah, it's really great. It contains lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms that like you said, boost your clarity and your focus. And it tastes really great. You can, if you don't like the taste, you don't want to take just like the little shot out of the fridge. You can pour it in your coffee. You can put it in your protein shake, whatever. And it really, it really helps. It really has helped me cut down on the amount of coffee that I drink constantly. Constantly. So I'm also saving money on that as well. So (laughs) it's a total game changer, guys. We highly recommend Magic Mind. Um, Do want to let you know that uh, for the next 10 days, you guys can get 40% off of your subscription. All you have to do is go to magicmind.co/slash HOAH and enter in our code HOAH and you know, get onto wellness. You save money. You no more jitters, no more coffee. I mean, it's really, really great. We cannot recommend it enough. Again, magicmind.co slash HOAH and enter in the discount code for 40% off your subscription HOAH. And now let's get to the ghosts.
1: halloween happy halloween to you how are you i'm good mm-hmm. I'm good your uh costume looks fantastic
0: thank you thank you so does uh-huh. yours super excited when you sent me the picture i was like i love it it's so great nice. um wow. yeah yeah it's really great um and you had this idea for you've had this costume idea for a while now haven't you yes
1: yeah, so um <laughs> i am beetlejuice and i I watched the movie, which I hadn't seen in ages. Oh God, um, yeah! With my niece um, a few a few months back, I guess, and I was like, "Oh yeah." We decided that we were gonna do that for Halloween. So That's she, cool. I think she's still gonna do it. Pre-teens, they changed their mind. But I, I am mean. in to in it to win it. <laughs> right? Yeah. She was I gonna be Lydia. It. She was gonna be Lydia, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um,
0: that's very cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I am the Mad Hatter, love it. And thank you. This was actually chosen by the listeners and family and friends. So a few months ago, I had put out a thing on all the social media and was like, "Which one should I be?" And it was between this, the red, um, the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland, and then that uh, that 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 Betty Rubble. So this one, this costume one, hands down. So. I am the Mad Header, and I have my tea, which is wine, obviously. And then, <laughs> um, you know, my wine is here. A little flower vase uh, with flowers in it. So um, as my tea lessens, I'll refill it out of my flower vase because that's what mad people do. I love it. Hmm. Then... So... Yes, happy Halloween, guys. Um, Welcome to our Halloween special episode, as you saw in the title and in the uh, show notes. Um, We are not telling you what we're covering until, um, well, we get started in the story. But as always, we've got EVPs. And let's vocal prattling. Um, and we've got a lot to cover, guys, because we haven't been with you uh, in two weeks. So there's lots to talk about, right, Laura? We went to London and Paris, Which and is true. It, we were so busy. Uh, the whole from the minute we landed um, that I wanted to do like more Facebook lives and things like that. We were going to try to do an episode from um, in front of the Tower of London. And it was just busy. Like Laura planned every single day and she stuffed so much stuff into every day. We just didn't <laughs> it have did time. Sound
1: like it wasn't fun. Like I was like, <laughs> it
0: was a ton of fun. But we just didn't have time to do the Facebook Lives like I wanted to do and things like that. I did do one though, um, Mackenzie and I, your niece, uh, did one at the base of the Eiffel Tower when it lit up and was all twinkly before we went up to the very top. Um, I did do one Facebook Live and that was that was it. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, we were just on the go literally the minute we all landed, got to the hotel, dropped off our stuff, freshened up, and the first stop was the British Museum, um, and it just went like that until we left. Really, it was it was a remarkable, remarkable trip. I had the best time, you guys. I saw Versailles. I got to see Versailles. I was so excited. <laughs> You were like a kid in a candy store. A thousand percent. And then, and then, while we... Because, so, Laura and her son Zane split off, and then me and her niece Mackenzie split off. And when we came, we regrouped, because we, like, it was so packed. And so we kind of, like, went in different directions. And then when we met back up, Laura's like, here, have a macaron from La And I was like, okay, you know, I've had them before. It was the best I've ever had in the whole world. It was
1: lottery is some of the best and yeah. yeah people think they know oh i've had macarons no you haven't yeah right <laughs> that's what i it's said it's a very I was like... different thing when you have a proper one versus like mm-hmm. when you pick up here and there they're not it's not the same thing because they kind of melt in your mouth and the taste is very um specific yes to whatever kind of flavor you get and very intense they're very sweet, but in a, like a good way. Yes. Um, I know them. Yeah, you got me
0: the salted caramel one, and oh my God, I I died. So then like later when on when we were in Paris, um, I stopped at one of their shops, and I bought
1: a box of them and brought them home. They didn't last long. Um, no, they but, don't. I usually bring them home too. I did discover that there are, um, I think in New York there might be a, um, a store yes. as well, but there's a couple in California, so when I happened to be at the Glendale Galleria, and I didn't know that there was a store there, but I walked by, I was all, Lotta Ray, what? No. $50 <laughs> <$80 that>. later, <laughs> I was stuffed in macarons. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Sorry, guys,
0: I'm going to be adjusting my hat a lot during this episode because I've got it on over my headphones, which is are over my wig. So it's, it's a thing. And if you watched last year's Halloween episode, I had the same freaking problem so um laura found earbuds which big cheater but um yeah so sorry about that but there are two in washington dc too which is
1: just three hours up the road Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so there are some stateside um not just in europe so if you happen to pass by one i would highly recommend it i know they're pricey they are Um, they are pricey but it's a nice little treat yeah if you you haven't had one before they're they're pretty amazing.
0: They're so good, my god. I can't even I can't even deal with how good they are. Um so Laura, what was your favorite part in London and then in Paris?
1: Um the Tower of London was pretty cool. Oh god, I um, love that place so much. The Egyptian Museum, or uh, the Egyptian part of the British Museum is um Oh yeah. pretty incredible. I yeah. mean, I know that they have pilfered in Egypt on some back. Um, and greece too so there's yeah and there's yeah easter island wants everybody wants their stuff back from britain basically but right um if you happen to be there i've seen um a lot of egyptian exhibits other places big museums um that one is by far i would say the best that i have seen that's cool um
0: that was pretty cool yeah how about paris you've been to paris a ton of times though so what was your
1: favorite part of paris um i think you I mean, can't say nice lottery yeah yeah i mean every time um <laughs> it was really nice the ghost tour was fun oh god it's um, so fun. i hadn't done that and then Versa- well i'd have to say versailles because it was like the one thing that we really did that i haven't done before oh cool okay but good you know experiencing it with Zena mckenzie um although they were kind of bratty um, right. <laughs> it was fun, like going to the, you know, just being able to see their face when they saw the Eiffel Tower light up and that kind of oh, stuff
0: God, pretty,
1: yeah. it's pretty cool to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They enjoyed the ghost tour too, especially Zane, because he ended up being the tour guide's like little buddy, um, walking along with him. And we were like in the back and Zane's like walking along in the front with the tour guide. We were like, all right, well, you know, as long as we can he keep an was eye on you. He's three buff. He, oh my God, this kid, you guys, I he is so not he's nine he's so knowledgeable about wars and specific (laughs) battles and like specific people in i was world war ii yes
1: Mm -hmm. and um he is on the spectrum and so he and and he has adhd so when he gets focused on something he is all about it so laser focused he's been, yeah. Re- yeah so he's been really obsessed with it so it was kind of a really cool time to take him because i get to show him some places and buildings where you yes. can see the the bullet where the bullets had hit and stuff like mm-hmm. that that was pretty
0: cool so yeah
1: and that was
0: by the pl- i'm gonna butcher this um, plastic, plastic-
1: pasta like concord
0: yes yes where marie mm-hmm. antoinette was beheaded laura had our first day in paris was all for carrie so we went to versailles Then we did the paris catacombs we went and saw where marie antoinette and louis the 16th were beheaded um the ghost tour like every it was it was wonderful or no eiffel tower and then the next night was the ghost tour right but yeah so um this building still had bullet holes in it from world war two and just being in france zane was like did you know this and did you know that and did you know this and <laughs> like stuff that they don't actually teach you in school about world war ii this kid knows i was kept looking at laura like what? it's like walking with somebody who's on the history channel <laughs> <and>
1: He knows <laughs> so much he's super into it and now in school yeah. i know they're covering the um the plague so it was really cool that we oh, got God. to go to like Tower of London and some of those places. So, you know. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I have to say, everybody, if you go to get the chance to go to London, I highly recommend doing the London Dungeon. That was so fun and so entertaining and so um, informational,
1: really. Yeah, it was such a great way to take the kids and not be, like, shoving. Yes. Um, So, basically, you go in, and they have actors, and they they take you through a series of, like, rooms and stuff, and they do um, like dramatizations and they're funny and witty and, you know, there's like props and it's fun. It's interactive um, with the audience, with the guests. Yeah. 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 They harass you. It's, it's really, it's really fun, yeah. but it was a really cool way for the kids to learn stuff without us being like, look at this building. It's super important. Exactly. So <laughs> <It's> yeah. like <laughs> Shoving it down their throat. They like learned a bunch of stuff. So then when we did see stuff, they were like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. So yes. It was
0: very good way very good way they went um so you like laura said you think
1: you you and i had the best
0: dude the best time um they went through like different uh, important events in london's history so henry the eighth and all of his wives and um the plague uh the great fire in london they covered jack the ripper it was really really interesting and there was one part I got to tell you guys, because they didn't allow cameras, so we couldn't, like, film or anything. But there was one part where you go into this room, and everybody's seated on benches, kind of like a half circle. And then the actor was talking about the plague. No, but and you can't
1: ruin it for people, because what if they go, then? Oh, no.
0: Okay. Well, she dug his guts out of his body there. Spoiler. And then other <laughs> stuff happened that made Mackenzie and I jump. <laughs> it was not great. Um, there are some jump scares, but they're not like really, really bad. And you no. you do you do see them coming. Um, but uh and then there's a ride at the end. Oh, and then you go in first thing you get in a boat, right? Mm-hmm, you get in a boat, boat. Yeah, yeah. So there's some rides in it as well. And um I just had the best time. I cannot recommend the London Dungeon enough, you guys really. And we went on the London Eye, that was really cool. I'd never done that. Um what else oh and then paris you know versailles i just oh also one of the things i love the most was i it's so cliche it's so touristy but i got to drink champagne at the very top of the eiffel tower and i was just like in my element i was like this is where i belong
1: um which i will say i warned you is not that fun to go up no and i have like a heights thing but it's not terrible like i do all (laughs) kinds of I've repelled, I've, you know, like, go ziplining, all that kind of stuff. So right. I can yeah. do things. It's not like I'm petrified. Um, I just don't love it. I'm not a happy person until I'm back on the ground. Right. But I warned Carrie that the Eiffel Tower, when you get up there, yeah. like, you can feel it move. And if it happens to be windy, like, it moves quite a bit. And it's very, mm-hmm. it can be super claustrophobic, too, because yeah. no matter when you go, we were off season, like, on a... Wednesday night or whatever it was the, uh, one of the last times to go up like I
0: think right. didn't, yeah it was like 9 30 at and 9 10 o'clock
1: it's pa- it's always packed it's packed. just packed mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it's kind of claustrophobic it also it moves if you don't like that <laughs> it's not super fun and the view really is from the ground of the Eiffel Tower not up on top <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, really. It is. Um it was very beautiful to see, you know, the Arc de Triomphe lit up and, you know, that that was lovely. But um, it does. It moves. I think we were waiting for the elevator to go back down. And, and I was standing there and I was like, Laura, is this fucking thing moving? And she was like, uh-huh. I told you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, like holding onto the wall, like, you know, but um, I don't have a heights thing. I I don't. I never have. This changed everything for me because <laughs> I'm glad I could ruin your life. <laughs> thank you for that asshole. I did warn you. Um. So everybody, <laughs> you did, yes. But I was just like, oh, it's just because you have a heights thing. No, 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 guys, no. Listen, so everybody knows what the Eiffel Tower looks like, right? So it's on like four, it's got four legs that stick out. And then it goes up into this teeny tiny tower at the top. Great. First elevator, because you have to take two, you go up kind of like an incline the most the thing i can liken it to is the the washington inclines in pittsburgh you just kind of it's go funicular like more than right yeah you just kind of go up like an angled yeah mm-hmm. okay great then you get to the second level. You got to take the next elevator well that elevator is mainly glass so okay fine you get in the elevator and you're looking down because you're crammed in there with a ton of people the problem with this, what creeped me out, was that because it gets smaller and smaller, the higher up you go, you can no longer see the ground below you. It's disappeared. So you're just in this glass box going up. It, the illusion of it, the optical illusion of it is very scary. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> get me off of this i can't i can't i just i yeah it was awful um and then Mackenzie did have a bit of a little anxiety thing because there were so yeah, many she was people not,
1: there was a lot of people and the heights she was mm-hmm. she was certainly ready to go down
0: she absolutely was yeah in fact she actually we sat
1: right behind her yeah <laughs> she, she <laughs> sat down on the ground
0: um in like a corner and I, w- I wanted Laura and I to do a Facebook live for the podcast from the very top, but there were so many people. It was just like, all right, let's just get a quick picture and let me slug down this glass of champagne. And you know, I took a cute picture and, uh, with my champagne at the top of the Eiffel Tower. And, um, then we were like, all right, let's go. <laughs> it's time to get out of here. Um, but otherwise it was an amazing trip. We had, um, we had a ton of fun. We had a ton of laughs. I had the best Caesar salad I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm going back to Paris just to go back to that restaurant. Um, Which
1: I think is hilarious. Out of all the like food in France and <laughs> Caesar salad, I was like, this is Caesar salad. salad was like
0: your jam. It was my jam. I'll tell you what. Also, I don't typically drink wine out of a teacup. So when I do... Is sloshing and like getting like going on my upper lip. And I'm like, oh, God, excuse me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, we all know that you're just throwing mm-hmm. it back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Essentially, yes. Um, so
0: that was our London and Paris trip. And uh, yeah, we we had a really great time. Um, Westminster Abbey, you know, the whole bit. And then we got home and I promptly got the flu and was sick (laughs) you were super sick super super sick Um, wanted to die it was awful Um, which is ironic because I had a flu shot like a month ago like a month before but I can not only imagine what it would have been like had I not been vaccinated for it so I got sick we got home on the 10th worked that week. And then, um, the following week I was really sick and I was like working a couple hours a day, work from home. And then, um, on the 19th, Wednesday, I got laid off from fairway again. (laughs) So, um, I am once again, jobless and, uh, yeah. So that's, that was my update. Uh, the following weekend, uh, no, the very next day um i had a death in the family and uh, my best friend jennifer's grandmother who was also like a grandmother to me uh, passed away um she was 91 and you know she was 91 and um so then my mom and i left real quickly real quickly and went to pittsburgh for the funeral um and then I, uh, I did apply for a job to be a paranormal tour guide for, um, a tour company that has a tour that they do in downtown Raleigh. So I've been interviewing with them and doing audition videos. And so hopefully something amazing will come of that. And that's where, what, that's how I, for you. dude, isn't it? I would, right. so, I would absolutely love it. I would love it. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that um that I get the job and 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 that, you know, because you have to commit a year to them and at least three nights a week. And I was like, dude, I'll do six nights a week. I don't care. This would be great. <laughs> um so yeah. Uh so that's what I have been doing with my time off uh from the show since we got home. How about you? What have you been doing? Cub Scouts and is it, rugby. Yes. Rugby. Oh, okay.
1: rugby season started so it's two practices a week and then um he's had like Cubs scout activity at least like once a week um i'm just trying to keep my shit together <laughs> like that's about
0: it it's not like you had any kind of like downtime from the trip like kind of like a vacation from the vacation like you were basically like okay we're home and tomorrow's rugby and then the Cub
1: scouts and then i was like oh wow all right well i'm just gonna die over here of the flu i hit the ground running so yeah so it's just um this is kind of a busy time of year for us um and it will be this month is crazy busy and then next month um rugby takes a break and you know holidays but my best friend's coming into town so which is super exciting but oh yay it was it's a shame she couldn't meet us in paris i know but we will her kids had school so it was hard and then the little one i don't think i think it's a lot of cold but um yeah we'll definitely be doing something good eventually i'm sure oh i'm sure i can't wait to meet her I mean, She's I know you
0: can wait for me to meet her because you know we'll talk shit <laughs> about you, but... Probably. I mean... She's
1: a hoot. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be a good times. So.
0: That's wonderful. <clears throat> Love it. That's awesome.
1: And Halloween. I'm getting ready. I have the coolest. I've been decorating. It's
0: going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. You know, last year um, was our first Halloween in our new home, and Koi had always... Mm-hmm. He, he had always wanted, you. yeah, you just moved in right, right before Halloween, didn't you?
1: Yeah, the movers came the next day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: um Koi had always wanted to be that house that gives out full-size candy bars. So we did that last year. And we got them from Costco, and they were two boxes of 30 full-size candy bars. Well, we ran out of candy about an hour and 45 minutes into trick-or-treating, So this year, the neighborhood, because I live in a brand new development, um, it's pretty much done. As are the neighboring developments. So there's way more kids. So this year, he wanted to do it again because now we set a precedent, right? Now we're known as the house that gives out full size candy bars.
1: Uh, We had to order five boxes this year. (laughs) Wow, I did three boxes from Costco. Yeah. Um, the full size one, but because my neighborhood is gated, there are a lot of kids in it. Um. Yeah. But. Usually, it's just the kids that live here, so I can't. I'm hoping I can't
0: imagine that I would run out. Oh, god! I hope 150 candy bars. I hope I don't run out. Yeah, for real, but yeah. Uh, we're going to have to just be real particular because last year, like, I was the parents were like, Oh, I love that. And I'm like, You can have one. Like, you know, and my neighborhood is so fucking cool. Like, people grill out and like in, the neighbors kind of congregate in everyone's driveway. And this one house grills. And so you can go over and get a hot dog or a hamburger. And then three houses in the neighborhood are giving out jello shots at, to the parents. And it's just, it's
1: such That's a fun That's how my neighborhood is too. Yes. It's, it's a hoot. Yeah. Yes, people were giving so me shots fun. last year. And this yes.
0: stuff was pretty fun. So exciting exciting yeah it's really lovely to be a part of a community like this so we're really looking forward to it my mom's like you should get dressed up in your costume and I'm like oh you know what I might um it's a little hot I'm gonna be real honest with you guys this is freaking polyester it's like the sleeves are tight and like the wig is hot I'm haven't had long hair in forever um but we'll be outside and I think the high is like supposed to be like 61 that day so I think I should be okay
1: Nice. Um, I'm gonna put a fire pit out in my driveway, and
0: that's gonna be so freaking I'm cool. We're really
1: gonna be in costume, and we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna sit outside, and I love um, it. Yeah, and hand out candy, and yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm really
0: looking forward it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, guys, that is what we have been doing um, in the two weeks that we have been away from you. We have missed you very, very much. We have a really cool show to bring you tonight um, and uh yeah, I guess that's it. Um, let's go ahead. <laughs> I'm like I don't know what I'm I, I, I'm out of practice. I don't I don't know how to do this. Also, I don't have my script up, so please hold the line um okay <laughs> we uh, yeah hold on just a sec Uh oh hold on i'm having problems okay yeah this isn't working all right we are gonna be right back while i find my script you guys sit tight for you it'll be just a teeny blip of time hang on <laughs> all right guys we are back my script wasn't loading sorry um anyway So this is, like I said at the beginning, this is our Halloween special, and um, we were being kind of secretive about it because you guys always know uh, what the episode is um, before we announce it on the show. So this time, we're not going to tell you anything um, except for right now when Laura gives the sources and tells you who we're covering tonight.
1: Okay, so sources first. Uh, Britannica.com, LiveScience.com, NBCNews.com, Lee Learn nodo.newtonic.com slash <laughs> Dracula dash facts. So now you kind of know a now little bit. Know. And rent.com. So we are covering uh, Vlad the Impaler.
0: Ooh. Yay! Hashtag Count, Dracula. Hashtag Count Dracula. Yes. Um. So yes, we are covering Vlad the Impaler. Hold on. What is the problem now? Good night. No- even my system isn't working and doing its normal thing okay yes uh he is the inspiration for dracula so uh we decided that he would be a great topic to discuss on our halloween episode uh laura is one of those you know guys like we like to do sometimes part and parcel laura's gonna do first half i'm bringing it home with the second half so laura go ahead and let's get started on this
1: crazy motherfucker my hat i love it oh no um Count Dracula is one of the most famous characters in literature, uh, created by Bram Stoker as the main antagonist of his 1897 horror novel, Dracula. The character has since achieved legendary status and has been featured in hundreds of movies and novels. And I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Legends of vampires go back centuries, but few names have cast more terror into the human heart than Dracula.
0: Yes. However,
1: the fictional character Um, created Stoker, was in fact based on a real historical figure called Vlad the Impaler. Sounds like a Uh, lovely fellow. Right. So Dracula is linked to Transylvania, but the real historic Dracula, Vlad the Third, never owned anything in Transylvania. Brand Castle, a modern day tourist attraction in Transylvania (laughs) that is often referred to as Dracula's Castle, uh, was never the residence of Of the, I'm gonna do my best. Wallachian prince. Uh, you know what? I buy it. I say
0: we go with that because I was I was gonna say it. However, you said it when (laughs) I get to my part. So Wallachian,
1: it is. All right. Um, Vlad the Impaler, in full Vlad III Dracula, or Romanian Vlad the Third Draculia, also (laughs) called Vlad the Third or Roman Vlad Tepes, born 1431 in Sigisora, Transylvania, which is now in Romania. And he died in 1476, north of present-day Bucharest in Romania. Isn't that somewhere that you've been or want to go? Um, I want to go to Romania to do something called the Monkey Run, which you (sighs) ride these um, kid-size. That's right. um, Like little motorcycles. Um, around the country for like a week and um, that's your transportation and that sounds like the most fun I mean (laughs) I think it would be kind of I so want to do them they have them in a couple other places but I think it would be fun to do it there
0: I think it would be fun yeah yeah right
1: Okay. Um, and we can go to castles Um... (laughs) that's our next big trip guys right so the military governor or prince of Wallachia, um, whose cruel methods of punishing his enemies gained notoriety in 15th century Europe. Uh, so Vlad was the second of four brothers born into the noble family of Vlad the Second Dracul. His sopricate Dracula, meaning son of Dracul, was derived from the Latin Draco, meaning dragon, after his father's induction into the Order of the Dragon, created by Holy Roman Emperor Sigismund, for the defense of Christian Europe against the Ottoman Empire. Um, You always know the Catholic Church is behind it. Vlad (laughs) moved to (laughs) to Tagovist, Wallachia in 1436 when his father assumed leadership of the Wallachian Principality. When Vlad II was called to a diplomatic meeting in 1442 with Ottoman Sultan Murad II, he brought his young sons, Vlad III and Radu along. But the meeting was actually a trap all three were arrested and held hostage. The elder Vlad was released under the condition that he leave his sons behind. Some argue that Vlad II sent Vlad Jr. and his brother Radu Selfrumos as royal hostages to the Ottoman court. What a dick. Right? Totally not cool. Just keep my kids. Just let me go and you can have them. I mean, I've been there. Like, (laughs) I totally get it. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like summer camp.
0: Listen, but sometimes you just want to, yeah, offload those kids.
1: <laughs> <I forget. laughs> Especially if they're teenagers. Or I mean, or kind
0: of, them. yeah. Right? Koi, go to your grandfathers. Go to your grandparents. <laughs> I think your dad wants I to see I think you him.
1: need to go to the, go see the Sultan. Fuck off. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sultan held Vlad and his brothers as hostages to ensure that their father, <laughs> Vlad II, behaved himself in the ongoing war between uh, Turkey and Hungary. Oh, okay. Under the Ottomans, Vlad and his younger brother were tutored in science, philosophy, and the arts. Okay. See, so- it's summer camp. <laughs> According to... <laughs> the Randy worst Florescu summer camp ever. <laughs> and Raymond McNally. Vlad also became a skilled horseman and warrior. Uh-oh. So, hey...
0: That's not great.
1: Precursor. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: This is what's There's called foreshad-
1: foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they were treated reasonably well by the current standards of the time, Miller said. How- <laughs> I mean, that that sounds... That obvi- doesn't sound... Yeah. Mm-mm, no. The 14th century or the 15th century wasn't known for its, like, good times. <laughs> it wasn't warm and fuzzy, no. 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 No, no. That's like Tower of London times, like... Let's put you on the rack kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's not cool. Yeah,
0: exactly. What was that one torture device that Mackenzie and I saw? It was called something like the...
1: the was it the tongue ripper out thing? Um That's what I call it. That's the specific name in case you're wondering. I think you're right, yes.
0: No, it was something Step called like the cool. stepdaughter's revenge or something. It was like this metal cage that didn't really look... It wasn't very big, but it was mm-hmm. like put over you were in like a fetal position and you they were stuffed in this cage that had like spikes I can't oh, remember on
1: the inside yeah yeah
0: yeah it was, yeah. It, was it was it was awful so yeah.
1: I don't want to go to that camp Laura <laughs> yeah the standards of the time kind of sucked all right I, yeah but still um the captivity uh pissed off Vlad whereas his brother sort of acquiesced and went over to the turkish side sure But Vlad held um, enmity, Mm -hmm. and I think it was one of his motivating factors for fighting the Turks to get even with them for um, having held him captive.
0: Well, yeah, he was irritated by it, and he was trained as a warrior. Uh, uh, This is all just building up to bad times at Ridgemont High. I mean, pretty much. Yeah.
1: So while Vlad and Radu were um, Ottoman hands, Vlad's father was fighting to keep his place as Vovody? The military governor. Basically, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A fight he would eventually lose. So in 1447, Vlad II was ousted as ruler of Wallachia by local noblemen and was killed in the swamps near Balteni, which was halfway between... I'm really sorry about the pronunciation on these... Targov, Targovisti, and Bucharest in present-day Romania. There goes all our Romanian listeners. Right. (laughs) Sorry for that one person. Um, Vlad's older brother, Mircea, was tortured, blinded, and buried alive. Well, fuck, it might have been better to stay at the summer camp. I mean, Jesus, (laughs) that's awful.
0: Blinded and buried alive. Ugh. Yeah, no thing. I'm going to pass.
1: Hard pass. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'd but like to go to the camp. Can I go to the camp? Yeah. Right. Can I go be a horseman? I'm I'm ready. Um, Learn some science. Um, Okay, so not long after these harrowing events in 1448, Vlad embarked on a campaign to regain his father's seat from the new ruler Vladislav II. Was everybody in this country just named Vlad at varying degrees of
0: yeah. Vlad? Vladislav, Vlad. Yeah. Vlad squared.
1: Right. <laughs> and then his poor little brother Radu right like right. he wasn't yeah he was clearly not the favorite not good <laughs> enough even a Vlad. he wasn't even a Vlad yeah <laughs> um, so his, his first attempt at the throne relied on the military support of the Ottoman governors of the cities along the Danube River R- and northern <laughs> Bulgaria according to Kurtov. Vlad also took advantage of the fact that Vladislav was absent at the time, having gone to the Balkans to fight the Ottomans for the governor of Hungary at that time, John Hunyadi. Uh, when I first read that, I read John
0: Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the
1: car manufacturer in Romania in Bucharest or wherever. <laughs> Ten-year warranty. Um... Uh, <laughs> So, Vlad won back his father's seat, but his time as ruler of Wallachia was short-lived. He was deposed after only two months when Vladislav II returned and took back the throne of Wallachia with the assistance of Pignani, or Hyundai. Hyundai. (laughs) Little is known about Vlad III's whereabouts between 1448 and 1456, but it is known that he switched sides in the Ottoman Hungarian conflict, giving up his ties with the Ottoman governors of the Danube cities and obtaining military support from King Ladislaus. Ladislaus the are Fifth you, of Hungary. Are you sure it's not good King Wenceslas? Yeah, whatever. No, it's
0: not who a happen- happy Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. um, who happened to dislike Vlad's rival Vladislav? The second of Wallachia, who oh we know it is just terrible, right? I mean, awful. I, well, he's <laughs> a
0: really great guy. When we get further into this,
1: oh, okay, cool. Uh, so, Vlad III's political and military attack truly came to the forefront amid the fall of Constantinople in 1453. God, this is so long ago. Is it though? Yeah, it is.
0: Istanbul. Don't make me.
1: don't make me do math laura you know i'm bad at it (laughs) all right after the fall the ottomans were in a position to invade all of europe oops in july fourteenth, as the ottomans and Pinyani's forces were locked in battle vlad led a small force of exiled noblemen hungarians and romanian mercenaries against his old enemy vladislav ii at targovist He had the satisfaction of killing his mortal enemy and his father's assassin in hand-to-hand combat. Wow.
0: All right. So
1: Vladislav
0: II is out. Ixnade. Ixnade. All right. And Hyundai is in along with Vlad and uh, 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 Volkswagen. Right. Good. Okay. All right. I'm on track. Cool.
1: (laughs) So Vlad, who had already solidified his anti-Ottoman position, was proclaimed the new general governor governor of Wallachia in 1456. One of his first orders of business in his new role was to stop paying an annual tribute to the Ottoman sultan, a measure that had formally ensured peace between Wallachia and the Ottomans. Cool. That ought to go over real well. I mean, they love that. I mean, if Game of Thrones has taught us nothing... (laughs)
0: is <laughs> that you don't stop paying your tributes.
1: <laughs> and get dragons. To consolidate his, po- his power as the governor, Vlad needed to quell the incessant conflicts that had historically taken place between Wallachia's boyars, which are their noble, yeah. uh, during a banquet given by him at the palace in Targoviste, So Vlad the Impaler ordered the impaling of some 500 noblemen. Maybe it was really only 50, but 500 sounds good. It sounds real dramatic for the story. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So with maybe the it accusation- was
0: a typo. <laughs> or maybe, was just it? Ax- maybe it was a typo. Maybe they accidentally just hit the zero and they were typing this up.
1: Maybe. With the accusation that their shameless disunity was the cause of the frequent changing of the princes in Wallachia. Maybe that's because they kept dying. I mean, it's possible. I mean, that could be a thing, too. Let's look into that. (laughs) This is just one of many gruesome events that earned Vlad his posthumous nickname, Vlad the Impaler. This story and others like it are documented in printed material from around the time of Vlad the Third's rule. Which is Vlad the Impaler. They're the same. Yeah.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. No. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Because his father was Vlad the 2nd. There's far and too Bladeslaw. many. There's far too many.
1: So in the 1460s and 1470s, just after the invention of the printing press, a lot of these stories about... Blah, blah, Wait, I'm sorry, what?
0: The printing press was invented in the 1470s? Mm-hmm. I had no idea it had been around that long. Well, now you know. I do know. And now I'm a little fucking irritated because my printer never works. You've been around <laughs> this long. Give me a break. It's always like not connected to the network. Hey,
1: listen. Get
0: Mine your works, shit together. It's
1: all streaky, so it, I mean, it definitely <laughs> kind of works. All right, maybe we need to go
0: back to the old timey printy press. Printy press? Whatever. Come on.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Whiteout was a bitch. <laughs> mm. My hat, quit making me laugh, god damn it. Right. So a lot of these stories about Vlad were circulating orally, much like Carrie. And then <laughs> together by different individuals in pamphlets and printed. Um, I also so have pamphlets, give me a call. Are wholly true or significantly embellished is debatable. After all, many of those printing the pamphlets were hostile to Vlad Third. But some of the pamphlets from his time tell almost the exact same gruesome stories about Vlad, leading Miller to believe that the tales were at least partially historically accurate. Some well, I mean, legends...
0: one person. OK, maybe it's a lie Two people. OK, maybe it's a rumor. But like a hundred people, uh, there might actually be something to this, you know, I agree. OK, good. Thank you. That's a here for
1: Support. we're here to debate this right now <laughs> getting to the so, bottom of it guys <laughs> some of these legends were also collected and published in a book called the tale of dracula uh, which came out in 1490 if you're looking for it at your local newsstand by a monk <laughs> who presented vlad the third as a fierce but just ruler sure right. vlad is credited with impaling dozens of saxon merchants in Kronstadt, which is present-day Um, Brasov, Romania, who were once allied with the noblemen in 1456. I mean, fuck the Saxons. Around the same time, a group of Ottoman envoys allegedly had an audience with Vlad, but declined to remove their turbans, citing a religious custom. Commending them on their religious devotion, Vlad ensured that their turbans would would forever remain on their heads by reportedly having the head coverings nailed to their skulls according to mcnally and florescu
0: hmm. okay well that's um you know it's a bit extreme it's a little gruesome and i certainly would never i don't want well this hat's pretty cool uh so i wouldn't mind having this nailed to my skull when i'm dead Yeah. i, might, I actually might have to
1: nail it to my skull right now because it keeps
0: popping off <laughs>
1: All right, so after Mehmet II, the one who conquered Constantinople, invaded Wallachia in 1462, he actually was able to go all the way to Wallachia's capital city of Targovist, but found it deserted. And in front of the capital, he found the bodies of the Ottoman prisoners of war that Vlad had taken all impaled. Mm. Impaling is a particularly gruesome form of torture and death, as you would imagine. It doesn't sound pleasant. No, 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 no. doesn't it sound like
0: that. a, no, it's just not a spa treatment,
1: guys. <laughs> no. If that's offered at the camp, this yeah. makes it sound terrible at the summer camp that they went to. Don't do that. <laughs> a wood or metal pole is inserted through the body, either front to back or vertically through the rectum or vagina. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So everybody now cross your legs being uncomfortable.
0: A thousand percent. I, I literally just was like,
1: mm-mm. Yikes. No. <laughs> the exit wound could be near the victim's neck, shoulders, or mouth. Yeah. In some cases, the pole was rounded, not sharp, to avoid damaging internal organs and thereby prolonging the suffering of the victim. Neat. Neat. I mean, if you're going to do something... This guy
0: earned his fucking reputation.
1: I'll tell you what. He sure did. Yeah. The pole was then raised vertically to display the victim's torment. It could take hours or days for the impaled person to die.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's really fucking terrible. And the
0: idea of even just being able to see what that must have looked like. Let's take a look. (laughs) And here you are. And here we go.
1: Mm, yeah yeah So this don't. is
0: one of the earlier drawings of um this whole situation uh you can see the body is impaled that doesn't look great i can only imagine the smell and all the flies uh vlad is sitting there I didn't think about that yeah gross um the vlad is sitting there eating a, a fine meal looking up
1: at his trophies trophies i guess i i this picture, um, which you guys can see on our social media if you're not following us on YouTube, um, looks a little bit like it would have been a wood carving maybe that they had actually used in the press. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goddamn this hat. Sorry. Sorry, I
0: just yelled at my hat. Um, <laughs> Pale it! <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, later. Yeah, later I will. I actually will because I have last year's hat um, on my wall. Um, yeah, so it could very well be it's very kind of rudimentary um you know i looks like it's something i would have drawn frankly
1: so maybe it's definitely better
0: than i can do i mean all right yeah uh hang on a second there's a tiny problem what i i clicked something what did i freaking click okay Guys, I'm rusty. I'm sorry. I will get better by next week. Um, she so... <laughs> she won't at all. She's not even going to try. That's a fucking lie. Um, yeah. So now it's my turn. And um, you guys know my turn is... My part is never great. Usually worse than Laura's. Um, <laughs> so his penchant for impaling his enemies on stakes in the ground and leaving them to die earned him the name Vlad the Impaler. So he inflicted this type of torture on foreign and domestic enemies alike. So he was an equal opportunity torturer. Cheers. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, So in one battle on June 17th, 1462, known as the Night Attack at Targovist, Vlad III and Mehmed II's forces Fought from three hours after sunset until about four in the morning. That's very specific for this time. Like, what monk wrote that down? It was about four in the morning. Yeah, about four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, about four in the morning. Um, uh, And it was done at the foothills of the Carpathian Mountains. The attack was an attempt to assassinate Mohammed, Mohammed, Or Mehmed? I don't know Memid oh you said it so convincingly Memid. that I was like oh she must have heard this name before
1: to I have us- heard it before but I'm,
0: it, whatever you're like leave me
1: alone I <laughs> forget things now
0: I'm old. <laughs> you're just so busy um Uh, ...was an attempt to assassinate Mehmed II, but using only torches and flares, the Wallachian forces were unable to locate his tent and the alarm was raised. It's estimated that 5,000 of Vlad's men were lost to 15,000 Ottomans. That's not a fair fight. Um, But... It's pointed out that it was quote an extraordinary an act of extraordinary temerity, which is celebrated in Romanian literature and popular popular nope popular wow I need to back off the T um, <laughs> <laughs> celebrated in Romanian literature and popular folklore. So, in total, you know I love a good statistic, Laura. In total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who doesn't? Vlad uh, is estimated to have killed about 80,000 people through various means. This includes some 20,000 people who were impaled and put on display outside the city of Targovist. The site was so repulsive that invading Ottoman Sultan Muhammad II after seeing the scale of Vlad's carnage and the thousands of decaying bodies being picked apart by crows, turned back and retreated to Constantinople. Brother, I would too.
1: I mean, one, you don't want to own that. Nobody wants to live there. That's gross.
0: Right? The resale value on that just went way fucking down. Mm-hmm.
1: Way down. The neighbors. I mean, come on. Right? Can you imagine what the HOA said? Um, right? <laughs> so, and this guy is busy. I was complaining about a little rugby and some Cub Scouts. I
0: mean, right? And he's killing 20, mm-hmm, in bailing 20,000. yeah. Early.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: So Vlad's victories over the invading Ottomans were celebrated throughout Wallachia, Transylvania and the rest of Europe. In fact, even Pope Pius II was impressed. What? Okay. Um Listen, I don't understand Catholicism. I don't know what impresses you guys. Laura, you guys just do you, boo. Um The reason he's a positive character in Romania is because he is reputed to have been a just, though a very harsh, understatement, ruler. Um, So not long after the impalement of Ottoman prisoners of war in August 1462, Vlad was forced to exile, into exile in Hungary, uh, unable to defeat his much more powerful adversary, Mehmet II. So, so even though Mehmet II was utterly repulsed and probably violently throwing up at seeing all those bodies, he still was able to uh, defeat Vlad. He was imprisoned for a number of years during his exile, though during that same time he did get married and had two children. Mommy, what does daddy do for a living? Little <laughs> bit. That was an awkward conversation I bet she had to have. So now remember Vlad's younger brother who wasn't cool enough to be a Vlad, he was Radu. This guy who had sided with the Ottomans during the ongoing military campaigns took over the governance of Wallachia after his brother's imprisonment. But after Radu's death in 1475, local noblemans as well as the rulers of several nearby principalities favored Vlad's return to power shortly after he was released. I mean obviously well we gotta get him out of jail before we can bring him back to you you know the throne or whatever I mean
1: mm, mean, good mm, for Radu though like what a fuck you to (laughs) all the bloods and bladaslops and all that (laughs) right well here
0: I am on the iron throne and you're in fucking prison right I mean prison couldn't have been too bad prison couldn't have been too bad he got married and had two kids
1: right conjugal visits are where it's
0: at okay i mean just ask richard ramirez oh no sorry (laughs) sorry sorry that was awful um but oh it was teeth oh Oh, well he had his teeth fixed it's fine um the teeth is the worst part for you he fucking slaughtered like 17 people (laughs)
1: Yeah, but, like, you don't see that, like, the conjugal visit thing, I just see that predator mouth fucking. <laughs> <laughs> predator mouth.
0: Oh, my God. Stay tuned for our true crime podcast, guys. Um, <laughs> <Called> predator mouth. <laughs> Call Predator <laughs> Dude, that's kind of good. Anyway, so in in 1476 while marching let's talk about this other shitty guy <laughs> um in 1476 while marching to yet another battle with the ottomans vlad and a small vanguard of soldiers were ambushed and vlad was killed and beheaded ah hmm eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind what does that say by most reports his head was delivered to Mehmed. Uh, The second in Constantinople as a trophy to be displayed above the city's gates. Why can't people just bury motherfuckers? Why are they constantly like, hey, look at all these people we killed and we're gonna leave them out in front of our, in our front yard to decay and get disgusting? Why?
1: It's a warning. I mean, yeah, couldn't you just get a sign that said, beware of dog? Or I mean, God. (laughs) Like, if I had a dead body, at the bottom of my driveway, no one would come back on my door. I believe the police probably would. <laughs> I mean, maybe them. Then everybody else would leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I mean, I sure would. That's, that's a guarantee. I mean, it would put a damper on my prime delivery as <laughs> fuck.
0: They're just throwing them into the little, like, cul de sac area you
1: live. Toss <laughs> <Talk> them in. <laughs>
0: they're, they're giving them to the neighbor. Could you take that to her? I'm not going over there. Um... Now, there is much controversy over the location of Lad III's tomb. You know, I love a good tomb. Um, according to Constantin Reza Sivici, wow, all right. Uh, I think I killed that name in a good way. <laughs> In a study published in 2002 uh, in the Journal of Dracula Studies, which, by the way, is an actual thing. There is a Journal of Dracula Studies. Uh, we are not so signed up for this. We fucking... should, I know, is it a magazine? Can we get it monthly? What's going on here? I'll look into it. All right. So go. it is said that he was buried in the monastery church in Snagov sure on the northern edge of the modern city of bucharest why why can't they just call it the modern modern day bucharest why why were we going through all this um in accordance with the the traditions of his time Um, but recently historians have questioned whether vlad might actually be buried at the monastery of comana between bucharest and the danube which is close to the presumed location of the battle in which vlad was killed okay also he was such a terrible guy and like did all this horrible stuff granted in the name of war but mm. why is he being buried in monasteries like either way i feel like that's just
1: because he defended the holy roman empire against the ottomans
0: oh. okay all right gotcha
1: um yes and also is it just his body and not his head like what happened to his head did they send it back <laughs> no
0: it's still it's still rotting outside Mehmed's gate
1: hanging out well constantinople is now
0: istanbul okay well then it's in istanbul in someone's front yard i don't know oh look we'll be right back while laura checks this out um so one thing is for certain however unlike stoker's crown nope stoker's count Dracula Vlad the third most definitely did die only the harrowing tales of his years as ruler for Wallachia remain to haunt the modern world so that is the story of Vlad the impaler however I do have some fun facts and you guys know how much I love a good fun fact and I have quite a few so Dracula is the most featured character in in movies after sherlock holmes
1: did you know that i'm actually kind of surprised that dracula isn't above sherlock holmes but right i was kind of surprised yeah i was kind of
0: surprised too so the character's popularity can be gauged from the fact that more than 200 films have been made that feature him in a major role the number is second only to sherlock holmes as i said in the title uh, Also more than 1,000 novels have been written which feature the vampire Dracula and remember what Laura said Dracula actually was his name because it was a Romanian take on Latin Dracul, which meant dragon So his name actually was Dracula and um, so, uh, Dracula, as we all know and and love him, his gentlemanly manners are inspired from the actor Henry Irving. So, the previous uh, previously vampires are were often portrayed as repulsive corpse like creatures. Bram Stoker's Dracula displays an aristocratic charm, and I have to say I absolutely loved Gary Oldman as Dracula. It was great. Fuck, he was so great. Oh my God. Um, his real life inspiration for the dramatic sweeping gestures and gentlemanly, gentlemanly mannerisms of Dracula was actor-manager Henry Irving, who is also the first actor to be awarded a knighthood, which I think is really cool because, you know, I love everything about the British monarchy. Um, Bram Stoker hoped that Irving would play Dracula in a stage version, but it never happened. So the novel, the, fa- the infamous novel, uh, is partly influenced by earlier vampire fiction. So although Dracula is the most famous vampire novel, it's actually not the first. It's partly inspired by the gothic, no- gothic? Nope. gothic novella Carmilla, which was written 26 years earlier. Written by Joseph Sheridan Le Fanu, Carmilla tells the story of a lesbian vampire who preys on a lonely young woman. So, you're writing the book down, aren't you?
1: You're writing the title down. (laughs) What was this again? I'm sorry. erotic fiction?
0: what Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) joseph sheridan lethanu it's called carmilla um (laughs) another significant vampire novel before dracula is varney the vampire by james malcolm reimer it was published in 1847 varney the vampire significantly influenced vampire fiction including dracula however i do have to say that varney the vampire kind of makes me think of um uh, that Barney guy, you know, like Ed, oh God, I can't remember. I can't remember his, his name. Barney, Barney, Ed Varney, Ed Varney. Ed, I think, I don't know. Sorry guys. If you know who I'm talking about, wore a baseball cap, was a hick, had a real thick Southern accent and Ed, whatever. It's not important. Anyway, um, Dracula was actually not initially a success. And it didn't earn much money for Bram Stoker. So... Which um, i surprised by, to be honest. I agree. I absolutely agree. So I'm going to show you this picture. Yes, is, this is Bram Stoker, who's a very good looking man. And the first edition um, copy of Dracula.
1: He's
0: hot. This uh, is uh-huh he's a good looking he... man yeah i, I like the beard has, like, i like the beard it's very neat and like yeah. i don't know
1: he has like a five head and squinty little eyes i mean i really can't say anything about that because you know hey, hey man. but
0: you're in love with a lesbian vampire don't talk bad about carmilla Don't make me set Carmilla on you. (laughs) Um, You don't want to find out what happens. (laughs) In fact, the last year of Bram Stoker's life, he was so poor that he had to petition for a compassionate grant from the Royal Literary Fund. I mean, same brother. Uh, Yeah. I mean, how are we coming on our book, by the way? Anywho. (laughs) Um, in 1922, uh, an unauthorized adaptation of the, no- of the novel titled Nosferatu was released in theaters. During the resulting legal battle between Bram Stoker's widow and the director, the popularity of the novel began to grow. And in 1931, an American movie version was released, which was directed by Todd Browning with The One and only Bella lugosi playing the title character since then the novel has never been out of print and has reached a legendary iconic status that's really cool oops sorry about that i swear i'll get this down guys i promise um so shut up Um, (laughs) so the 1931 movie Dracula is considered a classic. Uh, It was a blockbuster, and today it is widely regarded as a classic in its genre. In 2000, the United States Library of Congress deemed the film culturally significant and selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. Now in 2003, Count Dracula, as portrayed by Bela Lugosi was named the 33rd greatest movie villain by the american film institute (laughs) that's cool right all because of this freaking vlad the impaler (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who, who didn't mind the smell of a rotting corpse so as we you know mentioned in the beginning due to dracula transylvania is associated with vampires um Again, Dracula is one of the most famous characters. It appears frequently popular in popular culture from literature to stage to films to games to songs to comics to breakfast cereals. <laughs> <laughs> Which also Count Dracula is one of Koi's favorite cereals. Um, he has and been. Any count, and, and it, right? Oh, and then the Count from Sesame Street. Oh, yes. Um, He has been portrayed by more actors in more visual media adaptations of the novel than any other horror character. It's crazy, right? (gasps) Transylvania, which is the abode of the count in the novel, has become commonly associated with vampires in the English speaking world. Because you know how dumb we are. Um, Now, I will say these are my last three fun facts the vampire or dracula is the second most popular halloween costume in the united states with 1.7 million adults dressing up as the infamous iconic holiday character first place a witch with 5.3 million people dressing up as a witch um however this podcast's favorite costume a ghost comes in at number three, with 1.5 million people dressing up as our beloved mascot. And
1: that, ladies and gentlemen, is Va- Vlad the Impaler. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, I was I read these, um, okay, they're YA books, don't judge me. But, um, <laughs> but they were um, really entertaining. Actually, I had um, put them on in my, my scribed audiobooks. Um, audio Oh, and they, yeah. um, take a lot of characters from, um, I don't know how you want to say it, like older fiction. So like Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Um, there's Carmilla's in there. Um, you have Vlad is in there. Um, the, it, well, it's the daughter of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and stuff like that. Oh, so really? Was, yeah. It's for, they're, for, wow. they're really good. Um, yeah. Let me just. The first one is the um, the case of the the curious case of the alchemist's daughter. There's three of them. Um, is this Nancy very, Drew? No, they're by Theodora um, <laughs> Goss. The strange oh. case of the alchemist's daughter. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, if um, it sounded very Nancy Drew. into that. They're, yeah. They're very entertaining. That's um, really cool. I did give one to my niece, and she really liked it too. So. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just. It was something, you know, while I'm working to listen to and, but I ended up really enjoying them and I was like, oh, these are so fun. That's (laughs) so great. That's really great. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I
0: probably would actually, um, so uh yeah I um you know what I'm going to be honest and I don't I don't actually care what anyone thinks but I was a big fan of the Twilight movies and the books I read all the books I watched all the movies I really thought that that was a very interesting story um wasn't like super into the whole glittering vampire but there have been so many takes on the vampire and on Dracula and when Laura and I were discussing like okay, what are we going to cover for this year's Halloween episode? Um, It was, I got to thinking, well, what's the most popular Halloween costume? And, you know, Dracula is so iconic. Um, Turns out he's the number two most popular, but that's okay. Um, You know, a a witch is, um, you know, kind of dope. I think that's pretty cool. I kind of. Bummed the ghost is only number three but at least it's in the top five
1: also this hat guys i'm ditching it but yeah i mean it's iconic um everybody knows vampires dracula Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah the lore garlic crosses
0: holy water the whole bit in a coffin and and bats and you know all just all kinds of stuff um there was a show on netflix i think it was netflix and it was um an english show it was like a five-part series about a vampire god i'm sorry i brought it up because now i'm like i don't even remember but <laughs> it was so good i it was really good and god damn it i don't remember yeah i'll post it on the social media well, those
1: i mean just think about it like those the vampire diary um shows and then all the oh shows yeah that they had those are hugely popular hugely popular I yeah i still on I god damn on. um sorry i'm not positive but uh what i'm we spilling do in my shadows. tea do you know that show what we do in the shadows it's on fx and you yes. can catch it on hulu uh-huh um, I cannot get enough of that show. I think it's fucking hilarious. really. <laughs> I love the premise. They're vampires, of course, and um, it's just hysterical. I love it. Yeah, love yeah. that show. Yeah, so glad it's... that they just did a new season. Yeah, and I think it was nominated for some Emmys or something. So
0: oh shit, really? Okay, and yeah. I think I would really I would enjoy it. it. I really do love a good vampire story. Um. Graham Stoker's Dracula the movie is one of my very very favorites I have always been in love with Winona Ryder I have always been in love with Keanu Reeves and I Gary Oldman was just so intriguing and enticing and scary in that in that in that movie and I fantastic actor oh god isn't he wonderful isn't he wonderful oh my god he played Churchill he was so good anyway this is not a podcast about Gary Oldman, but maybe we should be. start one. It could be. Maybe we should start one. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, guys, that is Vlad the Impaler, the inspiration for one of the most popular horror figures in the world, Dracula. So, um, yeah, to that end, Laura, that's, that's all I got. Do you have anything to close out this
1: uh, Halloween episode? Just happy Halloween, everybody. I hope that you have a very safe and fun time. Yes. Um, if anybody gives you THC gummies, thing. go ahead and just send them on to me. People don't really have those out. I wish. All right. <laughs> That's all I got. Everybody good, to <laughs> Laura's because we know what she's going
0: to fucking have.
1: Um, I, got candy bars.
0: I know, right? I never went to a house that had full-size candy bars, but... Koi used to go trick-or-treating at his grandparents' house, and they lived in, like, central Phoenix, and their neighborhood was really cool. They'd block off the streets um, so that the kids could have a really safe trick-or-treating experience, and a couple of the houses gave out full-size candy bars, so when we bought, this is the first house we've ever lived in and the first house I've ever bought. So when we moved here, Koi was like, I really want to give out full-size candy bars because that was just so cool and so fun. And I was like, Oh God, that's cheap. Um, (laughs) sure buddy. Um, so the kids were so excited, though, that they were like, oh, my God, it's a full size Snickers. You know, like so it, it I, I I understood why he wanted to do it because they were so excited. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's going to be I have the best neighbors. It's the best community. And um I mean, obviously, if anybody's, you know, people are giving out shots just to walk down the road. Those are my people. (laughs) Let's do this. I'll give your kids full size candy bars. You give me a jello shot. It's fine. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Have a safe, safe uh, Halloween. If you guys are going to be trick or treating late into the night, uh, I always recommend the fun glow sticks. I love a good glow stick. I'm going to be a raver at heart for the rest of my life. So, just let's wear glow sticks just cuz. Um but yes, be safe. Um check your children's candy and uh, if you're not sure why you should do that, go take a listen to last year's Halloween episode where we covered um I don't remember what it was called, but it was like Halloween what traditions and myths or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, something along those lines. Anyway, I have more flower wine to drink. Um, and, uh, yeah, Laura has probably rugby to head off to after this. I wish I could go like this. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, that would be kind of cool. make uh, up was... makeup
1: is starting to bug me now. It's, like, itchy. And I can't, like, touch my face without getting covered in it. So I'm like, I don't want to wash
0: it off. Well, yeah, you, got, you are wearing that Halloween makeup. Meanwhile, this is literally, like my own That's makeup your
1: Thursday look
0: this so. is just my Thursday makeup so I'm like what are you talking about my eyes are totally fine um anyway Laura why don't you let everybody know where they can follow us <laughs> oh it's not working god damn it
1: I hate everything I regret it all <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at HOAH podcast And on the TikTok at H-O-H podcast at H-O-H Carrie and at H-O-H co-host Laura.
0: And that is it, guys. Happy Halloween. We hope you are going to be safe. We hope you have a ton of fun and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week with brand new content. We are not planning on taking any kind of leave for the next several months. And uh, to that end, we say uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.